0: Hey, podcast listeners, this is James Briarton from the Carolina Weather Group in Charlotte. We are dropping you a bonus episode. I guess you could call it that. Uh, We will have a full-length episode also being released this week, but we know that you've missed out the past week or so because, coincidentally, we had severe weather on the night of our live show. As I'm sure you're aware, Wednesday night is when we do the show live on YouTube and then we'd turn it around to bring it to you here on the audio podcast feed. But listening to hours upon hours upon hours of audio coverage of tornado warnings doesn't really make a good audio podcast. So our apologies for not bringing you something on this platform last week. But we now know that there were 10 tornadoes in South Carolina on April the 5th and 6th. And the information that the Weather Service has put out is remarkable. Hats off to the men and women of the National Weather Service who not only issued real-time warnings for these storms, but then traveled to do the extensive storm surveys. We begin on that Tuesday at 3.50 p.m. The first tornado in Allendale County, South Carolina, confirmed now to be an EF3 tornado with winds peaking at 137 miles an hour. The tornado was on the ground for over 13 miles and it prompted the National Weather Service to issue a rare and catastrophic tornado emergency. Luckily, no one was killed as a result of this tornado, which traveled from Millbury to Sycamore. At 4.53 p.m., a tornado now on the ground in Orangeburg found to be an EF0 tornado with peak winds of 80 miles an hour. It was on the ground for just under a mile beginning near Branchville High School. It removed the roof from a shed, it toppled the backstop of the baseball fields, and it displaced the bleachers there at the school. At 4.18 p.m., an EF1 tornado in Bamberg County on the ground for a total of four miles with 110 mile-per-hour peak winds. Again, no one injured, but like so many other tornadoes on this day, it caused damage to trees, vehicles, and adjacent homes. Now minutes later, we take you to 4:39 p.m. also still in Bamberg County, an EF0 tornado with peak winds of 85 miles an hour. This tornado on the ground for over 2 miles, producing what the weather service calls sporadic tree damage. Fast forwarding just a little to 5:07 p.m. in Bowman, also in Bamberg County, another EF0 tornado with peak winds of 85 miles an hour. It was on the ground for less than a mile, and it caused damage to a six-acre solar farm. At 5.35 p.m., an EF2 tornado begins near Moneta in Aiken County, traveling over six miles. This tornado would peak with winds at 130 miles an hour. The tornado crossed over Interstate 20, where video shows that the trees were snapped in half. So many trees toppled by this storm that the National Weather Service said as they went to visit one home that was damaged, they actually had to wait for storm crews to clear the road. There were so many downed trees, they couldn't actually get to the damaged neighborhood. This storm would cause one injury before the tornado ended near Gilbert, which is in Lexington County. It's 6.03 p.m. now, the biggest tornado of the day. It's the second EF3 tornado in Allendale County. This one becoming just two hours after that last storm, and this one lasting for nearly an hour. It traveled 35 miles from Omer to Bowman, along the way crossing through portions of Bamberg and Orangeburg counties. The tornado, its path, five football fields wide, 500 yards at its peak, with peak winds of 160 miles an hour. It took teams from both the National Weather Service in Charleston and the National Weather Service in Columbia to survey this storm. And in their findings, they use words like remarkable when describing the damage to nearly two acres worth of trees. After reviewing the extensive tree damage, the National Weather Service believes this may have actually been multiple, we'll say tornadoes there could have been adjacent to the main tornado other rotating columns of air that didn't actually reach the ground, so they weren't actually secondary tornadoes. But they lowered enough that the Weather Service found evidence, get this, of damage to treetops from these secondary columns. Numerous homes were damaged. Luckily, no one was hurt or killed as this tornado traveled, again, 35 miles While all of that is happening, also beginning at the same time, 6.03 p.m., and also in Allendale County, there was another tornado. The third for Allendale County. The National Weather Service found storm damage related to an EF-1 tornado with peak winds of 95 miles an hour. It began just west of a farm, which is located on Wells Branch Road. On that farm, it threw a grain silo. Let's take you now to 6.20 p.m., this time in Hampton County. An EF-0 tornado with peak winds of 82 miles an hour. It uprooted trees, overturned small vehicles, and threw a small grain bin. It lasted about 2 miles. It's 7.12 now. Another EF-0, this one in Dorchester County. It had winds of 73 miles an hour, lasting over 5.5 miles long. Not to be forgotten. The following day now, April 6th, at 10.50 p.m., an EF0 tornado with 75-mile-per-hour winds on the ground for a mile, causing tree damage near Waltersboro. What an extensive list. Hats off to the men and women of the National Weather Service again, who had to issue those life-saving warnings and then spent numerous hours and days doing the storm survey. And that is the list. Uh, Don't forget, we will have, like I mentioned, another episode coming to you in your feed here with Adam Warwick. He is the fire project manager at the Nature Conservancy of North Carolina. So uh, you will be getting two audio drops this week. And uh, the interview with Adam has been available for a little while at patreon.com slash Group because the aforementioned severe weather coverage kept a preempting our planned airing of so many of the interviews that we have three or four of them online right now. So if you'd like to support the Carolina Weather Group while in turn getting extras such as early access to episodes, that's at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group. Access starts for $3.99 to get you those early access to interviews and, of course, helps fund this show. There's a link to our Patreon in the description of this audio podcast, and we appreciate you being an active subscriber. I'll talk to you again real soon for more from the Carolina Weather Group.